Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Is that post or pre-COVID? I don't know. Yes, we see it. We can be very candid here. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And we only implement that when people get out of line. y'all welcome to hustle humbly it's Alyssa and katie and we are two top producing realtors in the baton rouge market we work for two different companies where we should be competitors but we have chosen community over competition the goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business so stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths okay Alyssa, make it happen okay Today is episode number 119. 119. 119. And it is the highly requested, highly requested new construction episode. We have been getting so many requests. We have been keeping a spreadsheet of all of the listener questions. Yeah, we have some. Regarding new construction. We really wanted to find someone we felt comfortable with picking their brain. So today I have Chad Broussard in here with us. He is a builder in Lafayette. I just met Chad in New Orleans for our company's top 30 trip. Yes, they just literally delivered a package. Did you hear him? Ding dong. Oh, that's you were funny. like, sometimes there are package deliveries. <laughs> yes, Carry on. There's okay. a package delivery. You met him on the top 30 trip. Yes. And then the more I talked to him, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is who we need. This is the builder. This is the builder. We found him for you. For a few reasons. I feel like you've... You do subdivisions, you do customs, you're agent friendly. So I felt like we could just have an honest conversation about what realtors can do during the building process. What are we supposed to be doing? What shouldn't we do? But before we dive into all the questions, can you tell us how you even got started? Like, when did you start Yeah, I building? don't know anything. So you have to tell me who you are. Yeah. How, where did, you how are, did this come to be? What made you do all this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story over two decades ago. Okay, um, great. So it started out with me building my first house, my first personal house. Oh. And so um, first house note, didn't like the responsibility of paying a house note monthly. Yeah. Uh, sold the house. Okay. And and then realized I in, I enjoyed the industry. Okay. Um, then, Did you build your next house? And the next, and the next, okay. and the next. <laughs> over, over the next twenty years, about every two to three years, I'd build a new home. And my my deal for building a new home is not just to build a new home, but the the new styles. Oh, mm-hmm. so you, you know? are always staying up to date on like what people mm-hmm. are doing now. Yes, and- yes. Because remember, you know, as as the styles change. The house becomes less uh, desirable to sure, a buyer, right. so I just I would always flip in because it was on a higher end market, so okay. I just wanted to keep it fresh. But your very first house was it on a higher end? No, no. no it was so, probably... but when you sold it, did you say, "Oh, I made money"? Oh yes, and that's absolutely. when you were like, yes. "Damn, you're like, yes. I'm hooked." <laughs> I am hooked. Yes. Yeah. For for yes, it was a lot of headache. There was a lot of stress because I didn't have a mentor at the time, so I had to learn as I, I, mm-hmm. I went went along. So how did you, what were you doing before that? Uh, production manager for a print company in Lafayette. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so you always have been in Lafayette then? Yes, always in Lafayette. Yeah. How did you know how to build a house? 
I didn't. Okay. I, I <laughs> wouldn't have bought that house. Okay. I wouldn't have bought that house. It was the first, very first house. Um, I did the very best I could. I had a couple of friends that would help me out. My okay. brother was a roofer. He came and roofed the house. So I, mm-hmm. at least I didn't have any leaks. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, we had friends that were framers. Um, I did all the trim work in the house. I did all the flooring in the house. Um, I did a lot of work in this house. So I, I probably made a little bit more profits than I would have normally made. Okay. Okay. How many years ago was that? Oh, probably 25 years ago. Okay. At what point did you start building for others? Uh, let's see, probably about two years after that. Okay. Um, Were you nervous? No, I wasn't nervous. I said, you know, because at that point I already knew I enjoyed the industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing nervous about it. And there was only up to go in the industry for me. I was at the very bottom just starting out. So I knew that there was a lot of, um, potential there. I was building in a market that was a very slow and low comp area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, labor and subs and cost to build a house was the same as in Lafayette. I ended up getting introduced to a guy named Cordell Castet. So he had village builders in Lafayette. He was a very big developer. Okay. Um, so he kind of took me under his wing, brought me to the Lafayette market out of Bro Bridge. Um, and from then, you know, he just, he just saw the, the work ethic I had and he just kept bringing me up and up and up and up. That's awesome. And then not to mention a year later, he passes away. Oh my God. Yeah. So he gave me that start. He had some other family in the, in the industry that also did developments and built houses, Austin Clemont uh, Enterprises. Okay. And, and I kind of got with those guys. So where are you now? Now you're doing subdivisions. Are you doing customs? Like what does your work look like today? It's all over the place. We do. We, we like doing subdivisions uh, just because we can pay attention to those houses. Mm-hmm. If, you know, builders that take houses out of a certain area of where they, they work, mm-hmm. they can't give the client the amount of attention. We get calls all the time for uh, North of Lafayette, South of Lafayette. We mm-hmm. don't take those jobs yeah. because listen, I could hire superintendents and just keep hiring people, mm-hmm. but what does that really do for the client? Right. Mm-hmm. At that point, I mean, I, I see builders taking jobs everywhere. And, yeah. and at that point, it's- It's the same way I feel about realtors taking clients elsewhere. Elsewhere, like, yes. You can't you serve your area best. and you can serve mm-hmm. your area the best. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. But So when you do a neighborhood, do you do the development, like the we, land We part? don't do the development. We, we partner up with uh, developers. And like okay. I say, Cordell Castet was the biggest developer at the time when he passed away. Other people had to step up to start developing. That okay. this was a long time yeah. ago, and so um, Bob Austin was Cordell's brother-in-law. So I went into his office. He had subdivisions going on. We started off with him. So we just closed on eighteen lots in yeah. Cypress Meadows that we're okay. going to do some bungalows and conventional housing. Uh, that's Bob Austin, Brian Clemont. Um, we just partnered up with a new developer. Um, Robert Daigle, which is a huge developer in Lafayette. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's doing a subdivision for us um, on the backside of a subdivision we're just finishing up in in San Sebastian. Okay. Um, okay. So you buy lots and subdivisions mm-hmm. that are already developed. Correct. Yes. Um, the bungalows yes. that I had gotten the brochure on that I yeah, was, yeah I super saw it. How'd you like spot. it? It was Very amazing. Cool. Okay, yeah. I was so, like, these are awesome. So that's Jessica that puts that together. Yeah. Jessica, uh, if if you're wondering, you yes. know, we're engaged. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's also my and she's realtor. And so yes. yes. she's your yes. agent. Yes. Okay. Yes. So y'all will be like, it's y'all are a team. Yes. With the absolutely. selling process. She buying, lists selling. all of the Oh, absolutely. Spec. How Everything. much spec do you do? Uh, well, they're all specs. Like all well, the, I mean, yeah. but you do some customs. Yes. So. But most of it. Customs are, we, what we do consider customs. I don't want to go on anyone's property and build a house. Okay. There's too many documents and, and legal work and contracts that you have to file at the courthouse for legal purposes before you even break ground. 
I prefer to be in a subdivision. So our customs, when I consider a custom, it could be anywhere from $200,000 all the way up to a million dollars. Okay. Wow. But it's in a subdivision I'm currently in. Okay. I just, I, as I said before, so I don't you, like to venture out. Will you take out. the client like from the beginning? Yes. Like they pick a lot, they pick yes. a floor plan? Yes. Okay. So in Cypress Meadows, we already have, we, we're just forming up and we have eight under contract out of the 18 we just closed. Okay. Oh, wow. We don't even have a slab. So all those are gonna, all those- They'll get to pick? We, we say, yeah, we say custom, but I, all right, I want to enter. I know exactly what you're saying. And I don't know if this is a Louisiana thing or if this is like, <laughs> the, truthfully, a spec home would be one you built that you were building out of speculation to sell, right? Correct. You picked all the finishes, you Correct. got to the end, mm -hmm. you found a buyer, buyer bought the house, right? right? Okay. Custom home, in what I believe to be the correct definition, would be a client came to you and said, I would like to build this house. And then they pick all the things and the floor plan and correct. move the walls and do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. In Louisiana, I feel like we call them custom still when they are um, not tracked built. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, right. When they're, even if you didn't have the buyer at the beginning and you got the buyer mid or end or whatever, mm. you still call it a custom home because of the style and finish? Or do you not use that term? Do you? Well, there's a lot of agents that say, you know, we start a speculative house and it, bec it, it becomes, Turns into it, be custom. It, it, it gets sold. Mm hmm. Mm. Is that custom or is it still speculative? Because they have, right. they have an option to get out of that co mm. contract based on finance or appraisal or right. inspection. So is it really a custom or should the agents really be calling it, considering it still a spec house? Because right. they're not locked into that. But what I think it is here, I think it is the actual term custom gives it cachet, right? Like just saying the word custom home makes it sound like it was that's just being one nice. of a kind, right? That's just being pretentious. Sometimes. Like in your, you know. in your subdivisions, can mm -hmm. they move walls? No, we don't do that because so we have you set have plan. plans. So yes. like Jessica put a whole binder together and she got with our designer that we have. And mm -hmm. we, we we put plans and elevations to where the streetscape for one looks correct mm -hmm. as far as elevations go. Yeah. And then making sure that they're facing the right way. And then they went and they selected uh, all the colors and mm -hmm. faucets and selections for these houses. The so, designers did. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're, they're yeah. I like that. I guess it's I guess you could say it's a custom house according to our designer. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And so what we've learned from production in the bungalows is that a lot of realtors and buyers want to say it's a custom after it's sold and they want to make a bunch of changes. Yeah. But they're not paying a custom price. Correct. Sure. So th there there's a misunderstanding in Yes, it's a custom at this point because it's for these clients, mm -hmm. but they, they're not paying the price right. to make all these changes. We, we, we have a clause for upgrades in okay. our builder denim that says for every change, it's X amount of dollars for a change order, right? Okay. Most okay. of the time- Just we, to make the change. Just to a, make the change. Okay. I liked that. That's when he smart. told me about that in New Orleans. That if you want to make a change, every time you change your mind or something, or want to make an addition, there's a change fee plus whatever the cost Correct. is. Correct. Right. To make the it's change. just to even make the change. Happen. Right. And we Makes only sense. implement that when people get out of line. <laughs> you know. And, and listen, we, we one more thing. <laughs> listen, yeah. I also like to get that fancier toilet. Right. Right. <laughs> and then again, most most times I'll never charge you for a change order if you go and pay the vendor directly. So Got like okay. so like when we order the plumbing, you know, we say, hey, we're ready for the trim out. We line it up with the plumbers. The plumbers call the, the vendor. Everything gets delivered at one time. If you've already taken care of that and I don't have to deal with it, I'm not going to charge you money. Right, because there's not as much administration well, on I don't your have side. to do anything. Yeah. I'm letting you make these upgrades. 
yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna charge you for a toilet a hundred bucks right. when you just go pay the vendor. Yeah. Yeah, makes I, sense. I, I have I, one I sell more houses. question. I sell right. houses, not upgrades. <laughs> right, right, right. I have one more question about the process and then we can move into okay. listener questions. I felt like you were very aware of your numbers and your costs and you were building these homes that looked to me, because I was looking at the bungalows brochure of the finishes and everything mm -hmm. looks so nice. And how do you keep your cost in line, especially with what's happening today? Right. So prior to starting the bungalows in 2019, um, we were doing some larger homes and, okay. and they kind of got out of out of scope. You know, the changes were too much. You $12,000 mm -hmm. in antique beefs that the profits wasn't there for the comps. So I told Jessica, I said, we need to revisit smaller and affordable homes. Mm -hmm. So probably for about two months, I did a, a very extensive performa. And so uh, I had a guy that used to work for me that did a computer program mm -hmm. that will back calculate things. You know, you enter your percentage, you enter real estate fees, and then it's going to tell you what everything should cost. Mm -hmm. It's going to back calculate it. Okay. And for that square footage. So, That's so smart. Yeah. We, we use that program and we just started plugging in numbers and plugging in numbers. And so it affected my profit number. It would affect the real estate. It would affect the billing materials. So we just kept playing with it with subcontractors. And so we, we actually got a lot of the building materials and subcontractors. The pricing was phenomenal. It made it, it made it, you know, we promise these guys 15 houses at a time. Mm -hmm. So they'll commit to a lower price with volume pricing. Right, mm -hmm. right, right, right. So it's just, you know, it was a lot of work to do this. Yeah. So a lot of builders can't do it just because they don't do enough volume. The volume. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're, we're kind of in a niche where it's like you have very, you have track builders that give you a roof. But, mm -hmm. but your investment is limited because resale isn't there because mm -hmm. a year later you can buy the same house down the road and they'll give mm -hmm. you incentives. They have their own finance companies. Right. But we're right there and, and, and we're right under some of the guys that build bigger houses. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, I felt you, like it was the perfect mix. Yes. Because what? You keep it around like the 280 to 325 mm -hmm. price they, point. They, believe it or not, before uh, COVID, they were in the 219 to 229 oh range. Gosh. Right. Yes. Oh, and you, oh, so we wow. knew on the on the first, yes, and on the, the first bungalows, we negotiated a price with the developer because he had a bunch of lots. It was San Sebastian. It kind of went dormant. You can look at the MLS, the numbers show that it went dormant. Sure. And so I was uh, we had a we had a pre-sold, and then I, I talked to the developer. I said, hey, look. All the lots across this major road because it backed up to a highway. Oh, but the, the lots were 155 deep. Sure, and oh, there were gosh. 55 wide. Okay, right. And so I said, well, "What kind of price can we negotiate for these lots?" So he said, "We can do them for forty thousand a lot." Mm. It's curb and gutter subdivision. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I put the fence up first. Yeah. And so yeah. then we started building the houses and guess Brilliant. what? You just, <laughs> you just don't see it. Let's Most developers don't think like that. Yeah. Right. They don't mm -hmm. they don't understand that making the entrance of the neighborhood, mm -hmm. making the fencing, right. making it look where you're like, oh, I feel secure in building here. Because mm -hmm. it's always hard to get, I know locally, one of those custom type neighborhoods off the ground. Because mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know. It's just a big field of dirt mm -hmm. with pipe sticking up the entrance doesn't look like oh and you want to charge me x price well that right. doesn't sound right, right because i don't see what it's going to look like i can't buyers can't visualize mm -hmm. would you agree oh absolutely <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, they yes. just can't visualize okay yeah. while we're on that so you the price changed what things post covid and in the last two-ish years have I know lumber. Lumber. So lumber's lumber's back down significantly. Okay. So not it, asinine, but still higher than correct. before. A little bit, a little bit before. Okay. Yeah. And so like plywood still at about 18, 1850. And so I went back, looked at my my numbers, um, pulled up some 
lumber price. And I was in the six to $7 range for that same OSB. I mean, that's three times. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, and, and you're looking at, you know, 300 sheets of plywood, you know, when you surround it and deck it, you can add that up. Yeah. Lot prices have gone up because okay. I couldn't negotiate anymore on those lots. Those were all gone. Right. Um, so between subcontractors going up because mm-hmm. of the amount of work that is there now. Okay. Right. And then lumber prices up and then lot prices are up. Mm-hmm. The comps just, we started out, I think, in that subdivision at 140-ish, 145-ish, and we ended around 155-ish. Okay. And mm-hmm. that was in a short period of time where the other sure. builders couldn't raise the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, the other builds actually slowed the subdivision down because they were building a bigger house than what that subdivision was meant for. We started the subdivision on the front end years ago. We started 12 houses. The other builders, affordable houses. Yeah. The other builders came in with, you know, 300, $325,000 houses. It was a nicer house, obviously, mm-hmm. than what I was building because yeah. I was building affordable. Right. Sure. So I left the subdivision. Yeah. The developer said, Chad, we want you to come back in. Mm-hmm. Well, he had been paying interest on all these lots mm-hmm. because the, the, the builders weren't taking the lots down. Yeah. They were building a, a house that's, that actually brought it the 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 man down oh. so we went back in with the bungalows it we, we ended up finishing out the subdivision okay yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome that's really cool mm-hmm. all right wiring appliances anything else more expense i just recently had a client in new construction that had to pay an extra wiring fee wiring like like, like the electric? actual yeah, wiring is way up our electricians oh, i never would have thought that yeah they're getting they're getting hammered with that okay. um, my ac guy had to order a uh, bulk copper lines uh, for their uh, uh ac okay because it's just it's not available uh duct work even duct work he's okay. having a shortage of duct work uh-huh. so what they'll do is they'll go rough in put the boxes in put the ac unit in and then as they as they get duct they work, come back and do the duct? they come back and do holy it. Yeah. and surely that uh, makes their process less efficient <laughs> it does but i mean you know keeping up with the demand there's listen yeah. you know we're we're down i guess in a good market we're down 1,500 houses in our market. Mm-hmm. You know, we're about 1,000 listings now. Yeah. So if somebody came in and put 1,500 houses down right now, all we'd be at a normal market. Right, right. That's we don't, crazy We don't have about. 1,500 yeah. lots available. No. To even build on. Correct. Yes. So, so, you know. How long do you think this will continue? The inventory shortage in the in the like, I think as I, we, builders' we, eyes. Jessica and I talked about the, that on the way over here because I was hoping you would ask that. <laughs> Listen, people say, okay, there's going to be a housing crash, right? You yeah. hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, his, historically, it happens at one right. time or another a, sure. after there's a, a always huge one growth. At some point. Right. I mean, so I think that's an easy call to make. Yeah. When will that happen? Well, listen. Everything is demand based, right? Right. You can't you can't get a car on the lot. You can't get uh-huh. you can't get four wheelers on you know mm-hmm. on the lot. You can, you can't buy a Rolex out of the store because they're on back order. Mm-hmm. Um, houses, the American dream. Even if the interest rate goes up one, two points, mm-hmm. you think people aren't going to buy a house? Right. No. They might not buy the four hundred thousand yeah. dollar house. Maybe they'll, they'll buy the three hundred fifty thousand right. dollar house. Sure. Right. But they're not going to stop buying the American dream. Right. That's what people. That's what people. Well, you've been in the business long enough that mm-hmm. you have been through recession. Yeah, like, financial crisis. Like? For you, what did that look like? It was for your ugly. Business? You know, on the it east, was ugly. It, it was very <laughs> it was not ugly. Good. But you, ugly you for re- how long? What happened? Well, I mean, you, you figure like on the east coast, they had the financial crisis, right? The banks made bad decisions. The banks, the lenders, made mm-hmm. bad decisions right. with builders. They took a huge hit. I remember this is this is crazy. Bank 
cut all their builders off because they made bad decisions on the East Coast, right? Right. And I told my banker, I said, like, I, I mean, because, money. because yeah. they're not selling I'll, Fords I'll, on I'll East be... Coast or they're not shipping them down to Louisiana. Right. I'm like, what? Help me. I, I don't understand. Like, you guys are supposed to be professionals. Right. And you, cut yes, it, you yes. just shut it all down yeah. because of your bad decision? Yeah, that was your go-to. So, yes, that was your go-to. So, so they shut it down. That that was my biggest line at the time. Uh, so so what did you do? I I, I diversified. I went to other banks and I said, I, I don't want one bank with one line of credit mm-hmm. because at this point, you know, one bank can shut you down like yeah. this because of their bad decisions. Right. I didn't default on anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we had we had that. Um, and other local builders had the same issue with that bank. And then they called us years later to do business with them. I'm like, no way. I don't mm-hmm. want to do business right. with you. Right. Scary. Like you didn't mind ruining someone's life for something that they didn't do. You know, we, right. we, we had to we had to struggle to go to other banks, get other lines established because they just cut you off. Yeah. Hey, I want to do some more specs. Oh, we're not doing them. Well, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah that's a surprise. Know. That's a surprise. Thank you for that notification. Yeah. Oh, and man. that's I just I just rather not deal with bank on that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had the oil spill mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. We, we were financing houses ourselves. At the mm-hmm. time, we wasn't taking bank loans out on it. We were just doing them cash. Uh-huh. And so we had like 10 of them sitting. Uh, when the oil- <laughs> that was 20 stressing. Yeah. Oh, stressing, probably an understatement. Okay. So we, we, we did a huge agent um, deal where we had uh, caterers come out. We hosted uh, an event in the subdivision. We offered special bonuses to agents that were with our, our listing company. Okay. If you sell this house and you're with this company, you get an extra bonus on top. Okay. And man, they all sold quickly. Wow. Yeah. And Very I think it was. We're like, mm, I think it was just getting the attention of the agents and saying, "Hey, look, you know, in a time of crisis, you had listen, a builder can go under, mm-hmm. but if you give parts of your profit away mm-hmm. to the agents to make them hustle for you, guess mm-hmm. what? That makes sense. They're coming. They're going to sell your product. I think that's a good time to go into the agent relationship. Yeah, so I agree. At what point did you need? To hire an agent. I've always hired agents. I've never been without a real estate agent. Wow. Yeah, I've 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 just, you know, agents are out there. They 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 can mm-hmm. have their finger on the pulse, and yeah. I think that builders that have um, multiple agents with multiple listing companies, I think it's a bad idea. I said, you know, because. There's, there's no integrity there. Mm-hmm. I think you need to get with one agent, no matter right. who you are, and you need to get because listen, well, you have an there's agent there's agent builders in our market that they will do custom homes on their own, but list their spec houses with an agent. Well, how do you know that you didn't get that custom house from the advertisement that your agent did on your spec? Right, it's right. Very unfair. So they know agree. you because of your specs, because of Correct. the agent marketing the properties, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're not paying the. Correct. Mm-hmm. So all this advertising and money that they put in mm-hmm. to build your company. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, that's why a lot of agents, they won't say um, a specific builder's name mm-hmm. when they're listing something. Right. Because, because they're not going to advertise for me and they right. get cut out the deal mm-hmm. when they spend in thousands of dollars a to year. Add, yeah. I don't think most people understand how much dollars are allocated for advertising from a, a real estate agent. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you guys know about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, much, how much money do you guys spend a year advertising for your business? Well, especially right. if you were working for a builder who mm-hmm. needs you to mm-hmm. get like Events the word out about and- a whole neighborhood or do an mm-hmm. event or something like that. I really think the rollout of a neighborhood and how it is marketed makes or breaks how it's going to go. I would you know, think, like yeah. I look at the preserve at Harveston here in Baton Rouge and it has just done excellent mm-hmm. and their marketing has always been good and the events that and they And so have. is that the agent or is that the developer? Well, guess what? 
they only have one agent. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. only have one agent for that. the entire development. I, I find that a lot of developers sell their lots and they don't put any money into advertising for the builders that have supported them. Right. It, they, they leave it up to the agents to do all the advertising when, hey, listen, your lots are being sold from the agents. You yeah. need to throw a little bit of money to those guys. So when you're doing your budget, you allocate like a, a percentage no matter what. What if somebody comes to you and doesn't have an agent? What if they want I sent them to Jessica. Okay. And said so then she will Sorry. represent them. Correct. Okay. Full so they commission. always will have. Full f- percent. We, I don't give her mm-hmm. half a percent because she has to do work on both sides. If she's a listing and selling agent. Right. I'd be paying anyway. Right. So. I, right. You're not. So I think some builders feel if they don't have an agent, we'll save money. But you're kind of of the mindset, even before it was Jessica, who oh, yes. is now I've your fiance. All, listen, I've always now paid double Now it's side. always been, you've always paid a buyer's agent. Correct. Even, yes. okay. I think mm-hmm. that's great. I think it's just fair. Yeah. You, you know, I, I just, mm-hmm. builders that shortchange their agents will pay in the long run. I agree. Agree. Mm-hmm. All right. What do agents do that bothers or annoys you? Since you're obviously an advocate for an agent, what are they doing wrong? Yeah. What can we do? Where can we improve as agents to win the respect of the builder? I think agents are. You know, that's that's a very very good question, and and I think that builders, in general, sellers don't like working with agents for certain reasons, right? Yes. And we I, see and it. I, I we think can be it, very candid here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that like as you guys are educated on the realtor side, you know, have you guys ever represented a builder particularly like on all his listings? I haven't. I have. Okay. I Not say. a lot, but he only had a few. Like it wasn't yeah. a lot. Right. So so that's a you know, resale and new construction, that's two different, different animals. That's like, you know, of course, I think we talked about this having one contract for mm-hmm. for resales and new construction. That's that's I can't even believe that that's in place. Because well, how long is your addendum? Right. Well, we do <laughs> have a builder so addendum, and, yeah. it, and it and it does you know it does mm-hmm. set expectations, but it's also up to that agent to take our builder addendum, be educated on what we mm-hmm. expect, mm-hmm. and then explain that to the because they might not a buyer might not understand what. Yeah. Our builder addendum specifically state, yeah. but an agent will understand it. And I think one of the things that for me that bothers most sellers, Sellers? I say sellers, I'm trying to say it the right way. Seller, builder, I I, I keep saying builder, but seller in general is just the agents not being educated and for for standards, set expectations. Uh And I think that especially with electronic signature and everything, if you can quickly send an addendum without having conversations with your buyers about what they're signing. sign all the time. You send it and you get it back in four seconds Mm -hmm. and you know that they didn't read it. So did the agent take the time to go through the builder addendum? Fine. I will step in here. I have a current client who's doing new construction from like pick a lot, okay. new development, pick pick the. Is that customer spec? It's well, I'm, it's custom. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Like I'm just teasing. You're going back to that first conversation. <laughs> it's, right. it's definitely cu- yeah. anyway. But the addendum, the builder's addendum, is like ten pages long. And wow. I'm sorry, that's a lot for an agent to wade through when. It's like you either sign it or you don't. Like okay, so let me give you it. an example on what you're saying right now. Tell me. So we we had a bungalow that every time we would put in the, the realtor's remark, right? We're telling the realtors it's your responsibility to mm-hmm. tell your clients what the what the realtor remarks say, right? Mm-hmm. At yes. that point, yes. the liability is on you as a realtor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The realtor remark says specs and plans subject to change throughout construction because we know that happens, okay. right? Yes, yes. We were in a situation where we had 
two plans drawn. We had reduced some of the square footage on the non-living, which okay. was the back patio. They came back, made me add the back patio because now it's we changed it, put it in our addendum because we had it in the realtor remarks, right? Mm. Our broker said, well, it wasn't part of the contract. Right. That's the so, same, so, same so example. 10 as, pages. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it, not to interrupt you, but 10 mm -hmm. pages. Mm -hmm. It's necessary to protect the builder because listen, the builder, listen, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the as we know, mm -hmm. the contract that's in place does not protect the seller. There's no protection right. for the seller right. at all. Right. They can get out for whatever reason they want. And we've also changed that in our addendum that builder or seller Mm. At any time, can release release uh, can request release of escrow if there is an undisputable situation. Mm. So, like now, you're protected. I'm prote I, had to, I had to go and write mm -hmm. that in my addendum to protect yeah. me because it's in the it's it's in the contract for right. you guys, right? And it's not a problem yeah. until, until there's a problem, a problem of right where you can't come to an agreement on something. Right. And how many clients? How many clients would you guys? like to fire or have fired in the past because you just couldn't work with them. Mm -hmm. We don't have that option. We're, we're held to, to oh, you're going to be married to this guy for five yeah. years and right. I have to warrant to this house and this guy's just obnoxious. Does mm -hmm. that make it, well, right. Does that make it easier though for you to sell them when they're all the way done so nobody is really messing around? Oh, absolutely. You? Like you just Yeah, but you still need that clause in there. Yeah. That even if you mm -hmm. sign a contract and they get in a, a month later and they're complaining about something that the new home warranty act doesn't even cover. Right, you right. Know. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So, yes, that 10 page. I see both yes. sides of it, 100%. But you're right, though, that MLS is not the contract. Correct. Like, I had a situation um, on a resale where the seller said, in the we wrote in the remarks, if the buyer wants the refrigerator, washer, dryer, they can have it. But they were super old. And I said, I don't know that anybody would want it, but right. we'll just let them know they can have it. So we got an offer. They did not ask for it. So my seller was like, okay, well, we'll sell them. They couldn't sell them. So they put them on the street and they were gone. And then the buyer went for the final walkthrough and was like, where's the refrigerator, washer, dryer? I said, you didn't ask for them. They weren't in the contract. We said they could stay, but you didn't ask for them. And their agent had to buy them a refrigerator, washer, dryer. She told them it was they a could. realtor marks. Yeah, the realtor did not write in the contract that her clients wanted mm -hmm. the refrigerator, washer, dryer. She just saw, oh, they would be happy to leave them, but there's a spot for it. So I do think, I do think though that going through that 10 pages with a highlighter, mm -hmm. taking 45 minutes to read it and ask questions of the builder would fall under agent responsibilities. I think so. Yeah. And, I, and I think that every agent should, should, consider the realtor remarks mm -hmm. because they're held to that. Right. They're held contractually to that. You read this, you wrote the contract right. and it was stated here. Mm -hmm. that these right. are remarks for you. Yeah. And I think that like time wise, you know, look, a builder spends five to six months on a house, a small house. It can be up to a year for a large custom mm -hmm. million dollar house. You know, the amount of time that you're going to put in educating your clients from the very beginning and setting those standards, even if it's 10 pages, mm -hmm. you know, we know that, you know, we can be very well compensated on a larger house if we got to read through 10 pages. Big right, deal, right, right, you know? right. I mean, it's worth the 45 minutes. Okay. Yes. Definitely. 
Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Guess what? What? We have updated the email templates. Finally. Whoa. <laughs> Hallelujah. They are updated and there are more of them. Yes, we have 10 buyer templates, right? 15 seller templates, mm -hmm. as well as a checklist for when to send all the emails at what point in the transaction. Yes, so you don't have to guess when they go. It's very specific. <laughs> this happens now, then you send this email. So this is what they need to know. This is what they need to know right now. Also, there are six attachments that go along with some of the seller side. So like move out checklist and showing prep or all that stuff. So there's all the information you will ever need to tell your clients in one of these templates. Yes. And if you still aren't sure, you can go back and listen to episode 31, where we talk about the importance of the templates and why we use them. Like, what are we even doing? So we hope that they help you because they have helped us so much. Immensely. And we have gotten so many wonderful reviews about how they have helped others. And so now they are up to date and ready for you. Yeah. And you can go read reviews and all the information at email templates 101. .com. Lovely. How easy is that? Great. Okay, y'all enjoy. Bye. How can a buyer's agent make your job easier? I think that that goes along just with that. some of the past questions. Just like educate your buyer clients. in line. In line, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep the buyer in line. Keep the buyer in line. Do you like having, um, let's say it's another agent, just because okay. maybe just on the listing side, there's another agent. Do you like having the communication with everyone looped in? How do you do communication? No, no, I, no. So everything's contractual. Everything. If it's it, listen, I'll say this. I've said this at, at meetings. If I tell you something on the job, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. I, I'm lying to you. If yeah. I promise you something, yeah. I lie to you. Yeah. If it's in writing, yeah, that's what I'm giving you. Right. Because we know that. Buyers are, it, right. buyers are liars. Buyers are liars. You said, hear it. You know, yes. you said. So listen, I like but, everything yeah, communicated with before, the realtors. Right. Yes. Right. So how do like you, keep it all you in writing? Everyone yes. on the same email thread. Like logistically, how do you keep everyone? So together? If, if they request something, they request it through the realtor. They get it to my realtor, and uh -huh. my realtor gets it to me. Yeah. And if I sign off on it, then it's done. Then it's done. Okay. Then it's done. Then it's done. Point. If okay. I say yes, I still lie because I didn't sign it. What about buyers like going to the house? No, so so listen, so I, there's there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. So first off, I, I tell a lot of ladies, it's it's unsafe to go by yourself. It's a construction site. It is, yeah. That's just the world we're in today, mm -hmm. right? So besides protecting yourself mm -hmm. and not going anytime you want, we put in our contract that you have to have an approved um, appointment to go mm -hmm. to the house. Mm -hmm. So. We've had buyers that go to the house. They're mm -hmm. pests. All the time, every and day. They, they don't realize, and the agent that represents that buyer don't realize that puts them in breach of contract. Right. When mm -hmm. you went to the house and you documented that when you went to the house and you found these things wrong, you're in breach of contract because and get out the contract right now. Mm -hmm. Do you want the house or not? Right. Right. You have to follow the rules. You're just not at a finishing point where it's time for right. a walkthrough. Well, you, you you know, builders are held to a very strict standard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so should buyers. Mm -hmm. You have to follow the rules just like we do. So, yeah. yes, an appointment is absolutely necessary because let's just say you go to the house and my floor guy just finished laying tile in the bathroom. And you mm -hmm. walk through the bathroom not realizing those tile are wet and sad. We've already had it happen. They huh? walk through it, they call us, fortunately, and it says, we we're walked sorry. In, we're sorry. And sorry. then we, we fix it, no problem. But we could have right. we could have eliminated that problem if you just right. asked us to visit the house. We yeah. said, no, our floor guy. Matter of fact, on our lock boxes, when our flooring guys are there, we take the key off the lock box. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. So because you can't even get it. You can't even get it. Listen, 
even if you forget or you go, you're not even meaning any harm. Yeah. We protect ourselves. We just take the key. I, my, my floor guys know automatically take the key. So in our market, from what I'm, I'm built, I have a client building right now and they're there at least every other day. Oh, for sure. Okay, they're there mm-hmm. all the time. It's not at a point where it has locks on the doors mm-hmm. yet. It's still very much open. Um, I haven't gotten any complaints yet from the builder. Right. And they, but they have not had any complaints yeah. about anything they've, you know, seen. Right. They're just, right. they go over there and then they praise the builder mm-hmm. and oh. then they leave. So oh, great. Well, everyone's that's fine. fine. Everyone's fine. But it does make me wonder as an agent, how, if we needed to make an appointment, mm-hmm. how often should we, would you say that as an agent representing the buyer would be respectable to go by and check on the house? Well, one of your questions that you had that you sent me mm-hmm. was it, it referred to that. I, like what agents could do throughout the process. Right. And I think that's what it was. And I think that like if you're a good agent, you're going to visit the construction site, right? Right. To where you can give your clients an updated mm-hmm. progress report to where they're not going to a dangerous site, mm-hmm. you know, you can walk through with your builder. Say, hey, look, I want to go through. I want to take a few pictures. I want to send this to my to my clients. And, and I think that that alleviates a lot of problems. Yeah. Because right. when the agents are sending pictures and uh, and and progress, you're like, well, that's not done yet. It's not done yet. You can answer that question. Right. Well, right. What about this? Well, we're that's not even not a punch yet. list yet. Well, mm-hmm. right. What well, can not I give done. you a list? Well, why would you want a list no, right now? Not right. done yet. Correct. And I think that that's where mm. we prefer an, uh, an appointment right. because we can turn you down. Well, we're not ready for you to walk through. We yeah. don't even want you to see right. what we're doing we're right in the now. Middle but- of the process. Correct. Even having this conversation, I'm like mind blown that we don't have an appointment required for a it's home because, visit. Well, 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 that is a societal thing or maybe just in this area. If there is a house being built around the corner from your house, mm. everyone thinks nobody can considers it trespassing. Right, right. Mm. Everyone Everyone's taking a leisure tour through whatever, and that's a liability to you mm-hmm. because what if they fall down? What if they hurt themselves? Right, right. Like hearing him say construction zone. Right. Like you're, you have insurance. Right. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things that could happen. It's dangerous. That's why yeah. builders' insurance is so high. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Like kids playing in yeah. the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Or like I've seen it in my own because I've been living in a new construction neighborhood for forever. Mm-hmm. And kids play in the dumpster, throwing bricks in the street, doing like. You're totally exposed as far as liability goes. I mean, I'm surprised can't, builders don't use more signage or like, you know, cameras. don't enter that trespassing. Help. And, yeah. and I think, look, when we go back to making an appointment mm-hmm. and having it approved, it's mm-hmm. protection for us. Mm-hmm. It's I not, really like that's that. That's not for yeah. every, It's like me saying that I'm going to charge you a change order for every change. It's not necessarily that. We have to have it, yeah. but it's my protection. Right. Like if you get out of line, mm-hmm. stop I going can, to the house. I can yeah. use this if you get out of line. Correct. Yeah. And I think that that 10-page uh, addendum that your builder has, there's a lot of protection in there. Yeah. Not necessarily that he's going to say, we're going to follow every line. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I need it, I'll right, pull it out. Because if, yeah. if your customer becomes a pain and they've, they've visited the house one time without an appointment, you're in breach of contract. Yeah. As a builder, I can get out of my contract. Yeah, now. Mm-hmm. you're breach of contract. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Where the contract that we sign, the Louisiana rules are the standard, sure. doesn't protect the builder. Yeah, right? or so, any seller, really. I really like that. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me want to make like a new construction template for right. when okay, I have clients building. Perfect. Well, I, I, I think that needs to be lobbied for. There, there, yeah. there needs to be a separate mm-hmm. contract just right. for new construction. So they know. Yes, I mean, and Louisiana should already have that in place. Okay, well, what do buyers need to know in the beginning? 
Let's say about that start, what? about new construction, <laughs> about dealing with being under contract on new construction. What do I, you I want think, them to know? I think first and foremost is that the, the expectations are set. Again, we're going to go back to educating mm-hmm. the lines of communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Why, what, what do you mean I can't talk to my builder? Well, it's not that you can't talk to your builder, but I have to be there as an agent. You said, I right, have to right, be there. Right, you right. Can, the, the, the builder wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. He's building your... We're t- like I went to a, um, a luncheon for the Canadian Home Builders uh, last week, Jess and I. It was our 60th anniversary. Wow. And the guy was up there and he just, he just kept saying, and it rang because... As realtors, builders, we're in this industry and we get callous. It's a job. Mm-hmm. He stated like two or three times, we're changing lives. Mm-hmm. That was that was powerful to it hear was, that. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder of yeah. what we do as professionals. It's not just a job. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we do get disconnected as builder, realtor. Like, yeah. Man, these people are yeah. a pain. Right. Well, it's hard. I find I struggle with being super connected because... Mm-hmm. I also have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so my boundaries sometimes to keep me and my family time safe Mm -hmm. make me unable to fully empathize with what they're going because I can't always feel the emotions of my clients. So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly having to check myself that I'm not, that I am feeling the feelings with them and that I'm excited with them. And that because it's It's a long process when you're doing so many transactions Mm -hmm. and you're on, it's your job. It is your job. Yeah, you do have to set boundaries. There's no doubt because yeah. people do not respect your private life. No. Right. I get off at, hey, listen, the clients get off at work at five o'clock. Hey, I need you to meet me at the house at six. Well, wait, I've been working since yeah, seven this I'm morning. Not, right, done. right. Like, these are my we, hours. These are my hours. Yeah. Right. And, and it's just like, you know, we tell a lot of people whenever we're going through warranty work, we have we have a, a, a punch list procedure. Okay. Right. Okay. And we have our clients sign that at closing mm-hmm. where we take some of the new home construction New Home Warranty Act information, and mm-hmm. we hot list it. Yeah, right. So that eight, so that the buyers can understand. Listen, well, I need you there in between eight and twelve. Well, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Well, when Cox Cable tells you they're going to be there in between That's eight and I, five, you're at your house, right? Right, right. Because You'll stay there for cable, but you won't stay there for warranty work. It's enforcing your office hours. Correct. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the bigger like a track builder that it that the rules are the rules. The rules here are the, the rules. Here are the right. rules, mm-hmm. and. It, your walkthrough is on Friday from eight to twelve. Oh, you're not gonna. You gotta go to work. Too bad. Show up. That's when it is. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but I think that's definitely an argument for systems because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that's where um, smaller builders go wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't relay the system. They don't say, yes. "Hey, mm-hmm. you gotta have a you gotta have a scheduled appointment to see the house. Mm-hmm. You need to give us forty eight hours notice. Whatever it is, or you have to you know do this for the change order. Or you have to contact right. this and communication through our builder addendum. Yeah. Yes. They they don't put that process in place. Right. But I'm gonna tell you right now. There are lots of builders locally that run the worst business plan I have ever seen. They just, oh, the, well, is that post or pre COVID? I don't know. Because it's changed Both. so much. The, the building industry is not even the same. Be like, the client, yeah. my client will be calling the builder, hey, will you do blah, blah, blah? Sure, no problem. Click. They don't remember that. Yeah, no. and I lied to you because I said it up front. I didn't right, say that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. it needs to be in you have to be facetious it about it to make writing. a joke so like, people understand. Because that's going to stick with you. No. Oh, I lied about it. Oh, he joked. You remember I told you, well, you said you'd do this on the job. Did you get it in no. writing? Right, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Then it's more fun than anything. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not right. so offensive. Right. How often serious. are they talking to you? Never. Never. Always, that's the process. We, we, listen, Jess and I are very strong about that. Listen, yeah. you have an agent... That's what they're there for. Well, yeah. I'm going to say it like this, because this is what a lot of people miss out on. The buyer has an agent. Yes. 
and that agent I pay. Right. The buyer doesn't pay the agent. Right. right. So when you say, well, I want to protect my buyer. Sure. Okay, you got to think of future business too. Mm-hmm. Because if you get out of line, the very person that is paying you may not accept your contract next time. Right, right. And I think more realtors need to understand. They say, well, if I wouldn't have bought the, brought the client, you wouldn't have a sale. Mm. Well, I wouldn't have a sale with you. Right. But right, we all right. know the house is going to sell. Yeah. So, you know, don't give yourself too much accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But understand that you're getting paid from a different source than what you're selling. You know, right. from to who you sell them to. Right. My buyers aren't paying me. Correct. The seller is. Right. Right. And I think a lot of a, a lot of realtors miss out on that. They forget. Hmm. Okay. So what, let me ask you a question. Oh, please. Because you guys deal with a lot of calls from around the United States. A lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. In our market, we know it's traditional for the builder to pay, the seller, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many other markets do the buyers pay um, commissions. We just talked about on that this because we're it's not a thing, mm-hmm. but it anyway it looks like it is on the horizon. It's going to mm-hmm. have to become a thing. I mean, my thing is, listen, I don't mind paying my half my percent, but part of their closing costs should be to pay their representation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, it's on the horizon. It's on, it's on the way. Yeah, that's really yeah. heavily being dealt with with the whole NAR and the DOJ. I think it's and fair. All that. I think mm-hmm. it's fair. Well, also. I, I know I told her, I said, I can't skewed. believe it's not. Correct. Because the, the mm-hmm. way you feel as a mm-hmm. seller mm-hmm. that you're paying both sides right. is is a valid feeling, but mm-hmm. it's not what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The buyer is supposed to be having their own representation. And, and if you want that, you should you should pay, pay for it. Yeah, right. you Great. should pay for it. Okay. Agreed. So okay. here we go. I'm currently, this is a, uh, uh, this is a listener. I'm currently the buyer's <laughs> agent in a new construction deal. My first deal. However, I'm not sure if I'm completely missing what I need to be doing or there just really isn't anything to be doing. Is this the way new construction deals go as a buyer's agent? Okay, so I got hot and heavy (laughs) because we reviewed reviewed those questions on the way over here. Go gentle on her. Yeah, she's new. So I'm going to say this first and foremost. I didn't know that there was a new agent commission program. What is that? Huh? Exactly. You're getting paid full price commission. You should be aware of what's going on. Before you write a oh. contract for a buyer, mm-hmm. if you don't know what's going on, you should have a mentor. Right. right. And if you have to pay that mentor, mm-hmm. pay the mentor. Right. Because that kind of question right there, when you're representing a dream of someone's, right. when you're changing people's lives, like the guy said at the HBA meeting, you don't have the right to say that. Right. That, like if that's I, and, and how I, you feel, you're in the wrong place. Correct. Well, uh, correct. No, I will allow it, but okay, tell, tell <laughs> I will also say I think I understand where what they're trying to say. The process of building a house is very long. Mm-hmm. If yes. you're buying a resale, it would be 30 days. Very short. Yeah, yeah. I know very, what very I know short. what I'm yeah. doing. I know the inspection mm-hmm. comes. I know right. this. I know what I should be as an agent mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. In a build process, mm-hmm. what we're trying to fill in is this weird blank of mm-hmm. builders historically, not you. You right. seem to have it under control. Have not told the public or the agents what they want and expect of them to be doing. Do So you're saying, I want you to call my office and set up an appointment if you want to see the house. Look up the builder addendums. There's all your direction you need. So the builder addendum has the directions. Correct. Our builder addendum tells you 
what all, direction all to go. And if there is not a great builder's addendum, perhaps the agent should reach out to the builder or builder's representative and say, is there anything in particular you would like me to handle on this end? Or you yes. could send them updates uh, on the lender. Absolutely. Because listen, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of agents in Lafayette that aren't familiar with new construction. Mm -hmm. And they'll call Jessica and Jessica will help them write the contract. Sure. It's it, it, There's okay. help out there. So let's there's remove help out it from there. your yes. business. Okay. You have an addendum that's covering all this stuff. Okay. What are two or three or four things that you would say a buyer's agent should be doing during the transaction? Updates. Mm -hmm. Like lender updates. Uh, or no, I'm talking about I'm talking about progress. The, the, okay. Construction process. You know, you listen. Don't call me for an update. Go take pictures. Earn your money. Go mm -hmm. take pictures and okay. send that to your client. Right. All right. So that. you go check for the update. Yeah. Don't call right. me because with you're, an appointment. With an appointment because you, you're the agent that's getting okay. paid on this. Right. Yep. You don't just get to sit write a contract and sit home. That's well, not think, what a. I think right, that's right, what right. she was right. trying to say. Yeah. yeah like, I don't want to write the contract and sit yeah. home, but I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. What should we do? So she's going to listen to this episode and she's going to find out what to do You're, so you said, definitely go get so the updates, go get the updates and you update your your, your clients okay. make sure that the the buyer is what you said mm -hmm. the mortgage company okay make sure that that loan is ready to close mm -hmm. okay got it just can i go through that non-stop the agents don't keep up with this stuff yeah and we, when we, to the order the appraisal mm -hmm. how far are yep. we in the process mm -hmm. is it but time if, for the appraisal but those questions aren't asked because if the agent is going out taking progress reports she knows at what time the appraisal is ready to go right right she okay. knows when the appraisal correct can be ordered. because oh the appliances are in we're ready for appraisal yep. well hey you call in the bill saying when's the appliances going to be in well you, they're already in you hadn't been there Right. Okay. Right. But you should technically know they hadn't been there because they didn't make an appointment. Right. But, but, but they, he's saying but you should I, be there. Correct. You, you gotta go there. there. Correct. You should go there. But like I said, the agent up front mm -hmm. in the, the beginning of this conversation, the agents should have an approved okay. appointment mm -hmm. and get progress reports for their clients. Okay. Um, is that usually when appraisal is ordered once appliances are yeah. right? First mm -hmm. time I ever heard that. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, it makes sense. It, it does. The, you have to have the like stove oven right, for the right. appraisal. Mm -hmm. but Air conditioning. That, I mean, but it doesn't have to be done done like landscape and the whole thing. Just uh, it depends. Okay. It depends on what the contract reads. Yeah. If the contract okay. reads there's a fence, guess what? It better be in there. It better the be in there because the appraisal is not going to get done. Yeah. Oh, okay. gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. What else can they be doing? Oh man. I think those are like the biggest that's things. It. I just think like, so. Progress, keep, keeping up, and, yep. and the lender. That's super important. That's the biggest things. Okay. Got it. Makes mm -hmm. sense. All right. That's very helpful. Um, now, let's list. take ourselves outside of Louisiana. This listener question said, they wanted to cover the pitfalls, benefits, shininess, and stigmas of buying new and in-process bills. And then this, I'm going to give the side note. More and more communities are being built in and around Denver, Colorado. And some of my buyers are starting to express interest. It gives me a pit in my stomach as a new agent. And I think it's because I know very little and feel very protective of my clients. I don't understand what the question is. Okay, I'm going to, can I? Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Because I've lived outside of Louisiana before, briefly, and, and actually in Colorado, but I, didn't, I wasn't in real estate at the time. Okay. 
I want our listeners to understand that construction, new construction in South Louisiana is not like new construction in other places, as evidenced by this question. No one would ask this question locally. Is that why I'm confused? Yes. Okay. That's why I, I, I'm glad you said it because I was like, you didn't understand. Else okay, it, right. right. Because in other places, they don't, a lot of times, they don't have. What I'm going to call you is a custom builder, okay? okay? A small business mm. builds less than X amount of homes in a year. I don't know, call it 50, whatever. Mm, I don't yeah. know how many you build, but let's just say. Small builders are very common here. Small builders are not common in other places. So I think in our market, we are accustomed to a higher quality new construction product because mm. most small builders mm. build... A, a higher quality, more hands-on type mm -hmm. of product, okay? In other places, that it's almost all tract built, okay? So XYZ builder might be good. ABC builder might be, uh, they get sued a lot. They don't do a very quality product. They don't put XYZ processes in place. And I think that I can understand where an agent would be concerned. Well, I see all these neighborhoods popping up. Mm -hmm. How do I know which one the builders are good? Mm -hmm. We only have locally... I don't know about in your market. We have two, three large builders. Okay. That is it. Mm -hmm. That's what we have. And okay. it might be the same three. Probably the same. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I know which one is being sued a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And I know which one has the best customer service. And mm -hmm. I know which one builds what I would consider to be a, a well enough built product mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be afraid to buy one myself. In fact, no. she owns one. Mm -hmm. So... I think what they're asking is, how do you know if the builder's good? Like how, what's like the a good vetting process? Yeah. Is it? Well, I mean, you obviously can't go on the internet and go to the hate mail and read all this because they build thousands of houses. Right. There's going to be hate the, mail and, no matter and, and, what. And, and, and yeah. listen, you know, I've, I'm experienced enough to know not to disparage against these guys just because. No, I would never even, I didn't say any names. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying in general. That's a consensus most right. of the time. Mm -hmm. Experience gets rid of that. And and I think that like, I'll go to home inspections. Yeah. You know, I think that a, a good, if you want to get a good idea of which builder to go with, talk to a home inspector. Talk to the home inspector. Talk to the home inspector. Because mm -hmm. they're, they're inspecting them mm -hmm. years later when they're resold. Correct. Yep. That makes they're perfect sense. They're seeing how they're holding mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. They're in there from the, 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 when they're selling mm -hmm. from the very beginning and then mm -hmm. the resales And they well. should know code, so they should mm -hmm. have some. Yeah, we're all held to the same code. You know? right. right. Is code, building code national or is it, some of it's got to be local, right? Well, I or mean. Is it local? Well. Like there are the, hurricane things that you have to do here that you don't have to do somewhere else. You, yeah, UDC, Unified Development Code. So your area, as far as building codes, I mean, you're going to have different things up north yeah. and south and then, then go south of Lafayette. You right. have different codes because of the right, stronger right. wind. So, yeah, that makes sense. Because I had a client in Alabama that had certain requirements on on a specific thing regarding hurricanes that we actually didn't have here that I thought mm -hmm. was interesting, but it was code there. So Okay. Hmm. I think that covered that one. Okay. Isn't that interesting though? Even one of the bigger builders that we have here that has maybe a more of a like, eh, I don't love that or that's a stigma or like locally people don't love the big builders, mm -hmm. the track built builders because there's so many smaller local builders to choose from. There's like, well, I would just rather pay a little more and go with the local guy. Yeah, so I think at, also at the beginning, if you can afford a local builder's house, you know, money mm -hmm. stays here. Yeah. Um, 
the, one of the things Jess and I talk about a, a lot is, you know, you guys have access to the MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your fiduciary responsibility is to protect your client. But that's just not during the process. It's what, what they're getting into as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So we know statistically, your, your track builders, there's not much growth on, on the appraisal. And then, you know, if you want that house, mm-hmm. like I said, down the road, they're building a new subdivision with that house. Same with incentives. builder. Yeah. yeah. Price hadn't changed that much. Price hadn't changed. But when right. you go to sell yours, you're going to lose money. And traditionally, a local builder, it their, their appraisals go up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all facts. That's all part of the MLS. Yeah. You can look that up right. and present that to your buyer before they sign a contract and yeah. say, hey, listen, like this are you looking to be a long term home? But for that's you. correct facts. because you can't get your money back. But that's facts while they're here. building. I, it. I right. also just want to clarify that's facts here. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. What I'm trying to say yeah. is I think it's not facts. Elsewhere. Oh, right. Right. Because they don't even that's exist. Right. The exist. little builder right, doesn't right. even exist. Yeah. So y'all like, just, you don't know your local builders. I keep thinking local. I'm sure there's some, but I bet they're. All high end, okay. Oh, so if you want a custom built home, like elsewhere. you're not going to get where you are a more right. affordable price range. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like. I just don't know that they exist in right. the way they well, do. Well, and here. also like, so I have a friend of mine that moved to Colorado. He's a builder from Lafayette, and he built some houses up there. And he said the building process and the cost to build mm. is extremely high. Yeah. Wow. So, so you know, then so the you, price has to be higher for the same correct. house. Mm-hmm. Just right, unless you're track building, and then you're doing it correct. out of qu- the quantity yeah. makes the price more like affordable. Like I said, my perform. I had to promise yeah. these guys fifteen houses yeah, at a time that. to get my prices done. Yeah. So it all makes sense. Just we want the listeners to just go learn about new construction in their market. Who are the available builders? Right. What mm-hmm. What are the reviews? Talk to other agents who've sold. That's a great way Talk to find to the out. Home Talk to the, mm-hmm. yeah, the agents, the home inspectors. Okay, back on the home inspector. Do you want your buyers to get a independent home inspector? Absolutely. Do you, you Every single of, time. You make them do it? I don't like, make them. But you're like. Uh, you know, but if they, they want to get one, I'm all for it. Listen, you have the builder. You have a couple hundred people that work on the house. Yeah. And if if w- every time one of those people make a mistake, you got a couple hundred things wrong with the house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are th- yeah. this is human beings building a, a product. Yeah. So then you have the the local codes that inspect it, and they'll catch things. And then at the very final, you have a home inspector that comes in, and then finalizes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's a very good idea to protect yourself and your investment. Okay. I think people rely heavily on the state. Oh, like the the, the, the code. The, the code, code inspector. Like yes. the state well, I mean, no, inspector. The, our codes are pretty strict in Lafayette. Yeah. And, and our, we have some very, very good inspectors in our area that, that we have a re- very good rapport with. Yeah. But listen, mistakes happen. Yeah. yeah they, they might do. miss something. Well, mm-hmm. right. It's just, it's just, it's human but error. But also the, the, the parish or the state inspector doesn't come and try every outlet, right? Oh, no, they do. They they, do? They'll come in with testers and all your GFIs. <laughs> oh, they'll so test them and they'll make thorough. sure. Oh, no, no, that's what I said. Our okay. area has some very good inspectors. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. All right. What, so when the buyer has that home inspection done, what, when do you want them to do it? And then is it like at the, like a punch through walklet? Like, walk so we like, like to, we, we traditionally like to have it done at the same time because okay. if we have an inspection and then we do a punch list, well, maybe there's, there's an inspection item mm-hmm. that's going to cause another punch list item, right, right, right? Right, right? So we want to get all that done at the same time. So if we're calling in painters mm-hmm. and we had to fix an inspection item, mm-hmm. well, we're- Get it all done. Right. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes like that. perfect sense. Okay, let's go to warranty. What type of warranty do you offer? And how is that communicated to your buyer? So state of Louisiana has a mandate. Mm-hmm. It's a new home warranty act. Right. And so that covers your structure for five years, okay. heating, AC, electrical for two years. Okay. And then you have a general 
which is a, a one year, but really it's a, a one year and a month. By the time okay. you send out, you have up to a month after to send your letter out. Oh, okay. Um, and it, that's, mm. But on the general one year, it is not anything cosmetic. I mean, they can't like ding a cabinet no. or it's mm -mm. just We've like, had people call and say, hey, look, uh, my cabinet door is hanging. And I'm, I said, I'm sure that's got something to do with your five-year-old kid that hung on it. But we'll right. go and but fix, you'll it. fix it. We'll fix it. Yeah. So there are things that will go in easy yeah. stuff. You know, you're in the area. You can mm -hmm. send your guy. But we're not going to send a painter in after you move in to spackle all your walls from you know Moving banging them around. up and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. What about lenders? Do you have a preferred lender? Yes, we do. Uh, Fabio Passos, and he has. <laughs> oh, Fabio. Fabio. Oh, you know Fabio? No, I don't know Fabio. Oh, you said like you know. I know. Oh, I like it. Yeah, Fabio Passos. Um, he has Milestone Mortgage in Lafayette. Okay. And he's been with us for a good while. Do you offer incentives? Yes. So not only does Fabio offer thirty five hundred dollars. Uh huh. Our preferred attorney offers uh -huh. another credit to uh -huh. the buyers. Okay. So. And you have to use both to yes. get both. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get pushback? Yes. Okay. And then what? But most of the time, then you don't get it. Yeah. Right. If you're, That's if, fine. Listen, this is That's your choice fine. to use your friend. Yeah, right. you can. And so you're going to tell me you want to use your friend and she's not going to give you the 3500 that our guy gives us? Right. Like, right. that doesn't make sense to me. Right. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Okay. What are some things that buyers don't understand about new construction? And this also, I think, I maybe like, like post, like post construction. What are some things that they come back with that maybe an agent could have helped them understand? You like your house isn't perfect. It, like I do think that buyers think that <laughs> I built, oh. so it should be perfect, perfect or um, not thinking about even. So let me ask you this. Let me oh, ask you this. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it an analogy here. It, maybe it's kind of far fetched. <laughs> When you buy a car, do you do a punch list on your car? No, I just drive no. around. I'm just saying, when you go buy a sixty thousand dollar car, right? That when you drive off the lot loses ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you buy your house and you sign the paperwork, mm -hmm. most time you got a little equity in it, right? Mm -hmm. You're not losing ten grand when you sign no. the paperwork, right? But people feel compelled to pick on a home mm -hmm. that increases in value. Right, right. They'll, they'll jump in a sixty to seventy thousand dollar vehicle, drive right. it off. Mm -hmm. And, and never not, come back. And never come back. <laughs> Fine, I don't care. Yeah. And so listen. Interesting. Your transmission went out at four years. They're not calling. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> to the dealership. Can you do me a favor? Four to years later. Oh, no. I, I, I have You've eight had... and ten years. Their air condition goes out. Like, like ten years later. Yeah. Like, yeah. guess what? Yeah, Welcome. That's... Welcome to home ownership. Welcome to home ownership. Listen, the things we see. I know. It's crazy. So crazy. Oh, man. It's, How do you handle the volume of calls? We just let them know it's not covered by the New Home Warranty Act. And that's what the that's law your answer. is. Have, like, the, that's the, the, law is the law is yeah, the, the law. Is the, law. the law is the law. It's yeah. like, I'm not telling, listen. And then yeah, you yeah. also have the National Home Builder Standard mm -hmm. brochure that they put out. Okay. So, punch list. You go through the house, you got a flashlight. I've seen it. You guys seen it? Yeah, they come in I've with their whole family and everybody has a roll of tape. You can do whatever you want. Most people don't understand that a punch list is a courtesy from the builder. Mm -hmm. That's not a requirement. Okay. So you can put tape all over you want. The national standard for builders is six foot away. That's in writing. That's black and white. 
Oh, like you wow. have to, you like have to stand you six foot away from the wall. The, and if you can see it, because we're, we're in oh. some houses and we can't find the spot where they You're put like, blue but, tape. But why is this tape here? So we, right. we're going to go, we're going to pull off the tape that we feel that's wow. unnecessary. Oh. Because And then also you have to realize, so we go through a performance, we get these houses, we get the painters at a certain price. Mm -hmm. Well, the painter goes back into punch it out. He should, it should have been an $8 square foot paint job right. instead of a $4 square foot paint yeah. job. But people want the best for less. Right. Sure, sure. It doesn't work like that. So what happens is, is that's why a lot of local builders can't build affordable housing because the agents don't set expectations for their right. buyers. Right, right, right. Right. It's mm -hmm. affecting affordability. It's affecting, uh, yes. Because expectations say. aren't set. Correct. Yeah. Yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, man, this is crazy. Yes. Okay. Okay, I have a math question. And this uh -oh. is really the last one on my list. Are okay. you trying to stump me here? Not at all. Okay. It's not, I'm not going to give you numbers. Well, I am one number. Okay, okay. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. When I started, maybe. And when my, my dad built houses when I was a kid. Okay. Okay, he does not now. He does dirt and concrete commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember hearing that your lot, the value of your land, should be 30% of the value of your, like, full, the home, the whole thing together. Not anymore. What, what, do okay. you think? what do you think it is? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I'm asking this, and then you can answer. That varies. I mean, you could buy a $100,000 lot and spend eight hundred dollars on the house. I or you could spend $40,000 on a house and, and buy a $230,000 house. So those yeah, are questions. Yeah, yeah. That, and based on the new development codes for streets and sewer and, and sewage systems, that's increased the price of the lot cost. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Buyer calls Katie. Buyer says, hey, I'm thinking about buying new construction. Okay. I found a lot in XYZ neighborhood and it is $100,000. My budget to build is, I mean, my budget for a house is two fifty. dollars <laughs> Katie's going to say, no, 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 right, no. Right, right, you can't right. buy a $100,000 lot because you can't buy, unless you're building like some kind of shack on this lot, you're not going to have enough money to build. Right. First off, most developers back calculate. Okay. Most smart right. developers are going to say, we know that $125,000 lot, you're going to be, and this doesn't really work, 2,700 square foot minimum. Okay. So, you, and then the, I think the best thing in education wise is to look at the MLS because it's going to tell you a consensus of what everybody's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Why is this builder, why are the comps all the same price in a subdivision? Right. Because right? mm -hmm. it's based on profits. Right. Mm -hmm. That's for builders. Right. right. For builders, we do our calculations. Like right. The developers have quote on and they back calculate. So they, so they know. the developers are actually letting you know how much you're going to make on a house. Well, and how much you should sell it for. And how much you should sell it for based on the price of the lot. Basically, from the most. Based of development, mm -hmm. they know what the end houses should about be mm -hmm. sold for. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or else they make the lot smaller mm -hmm. or bigger or whatever. Okay. That makes sense because, as I said, I live in this what I call a new construction neighborhood that's um, 15 years old. There's still empty lots here. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of this. Uh, buyer buys lot. Oh, X amount of money. I can handle this. Then they go find out how much it costs to build and mm -hmm. they only want to be in a 3,000 square foot house, but oh, we can only afford a 2,500 square foot house and now we don't want to build resell lot. All mm -hmm. the, I have seen it so many times here. Interesting. Over and over and over again. So much so that I know now when a buyer asks me, I would like to buy a lot. I'm like, I need to know further down the line. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you want to spend on a house? Right. Like you can't just mm -hmm. go, because Sometimes flipping that lot is hard. Mm -hmm. Well, and we get that too. People will call us and say, hey, I want to buy this $100,000 lot and I want to spend X amount of dollars. I'm like, 
That equation doesn't work. That yeah, doesn't work. Doesn't like, work. Do you sell, mm-hmm. you don't develop the subdivision, Correct. so you don't sell lots ever. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, most subdivisions, correct me if I'm wrong, have in like the restrictions, the lots have to be built on in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like in a neighborhood where buyers are buying lots, mm-hmm. like you usually have a year and then you got to build. And if you don't build, right, you can right. be fined because mm-hmm. they don't want the neighborhood sitting half. I think most, yeah, but most of the time, you know, if they're keeping the, the property up and it's maintained it's and it's cut, it's cut, it's, you're not going to get any feedback, you know, mm-hmm. on if that. Yeah. 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 You know. the, but it's in the addendum if you cause a problem. Correct. We have that for you. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it might be in there. I believe it. I believe it. If you it. cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do you want the people to know? We're, yeah, I think we're wrapping up. Anything that Man, we I think we've covered. said pretty much everything. There's so much to Perfect. be said on different subjects, mm-hmm. uh, and we can get into some different. We're already over time. Things. I did have like two more little things. Well, well, ask real them. quick, real ask quick, them. like like lightning round, lightning round. Yeah, okay. Okay. okay, ask them real quick. How much? So when I was little, my grandfather was a builder. That's right. what we called him. Mm-hmm. I think I later found he was a builder, but he was mostly a framer, excellent mm-hmm. framer, and all of that. But so anytime I visited him at work, he was covered in mud and mm-hmm. sweaty, and you know. Then I meet builders as a real estate agent mm-hmm. in their suits and ties. And I'm like, You're like, what's going on here? I didn't understand in my I, brain. Okay. My so, brain so didn't I'll understand. say this and I always, I always say this. So your grandfather was a, a builder, right? Yes. The guys you meet today are yeah. contractors. Correct. Oh, that's such a great. So way. yes, there's a difference. So when I came up, I came up as a builder. Mm-hmm turned into a contractor, right? So a lot of these guys that get into the industry today, they jump into it as contractors. Yeah. They don't have any experience. They pass the test barely. Yeah. And they have a little bit of they money they can build. They don't know anything about the logistics Correct. of construction. I, you know, I can't give a contractor today, most contractors, I can't give them the blueprint and say, hey, figure out how many T's and corners we need on this house because we're about to put some walls up. Oh. You know, and they can't count it because they, they don't know what a T and a corner is or, you know. They don't know that. Basic cool. and, and headers. They, they just can't put it together. Yeah. So it's true. Your grandfather was a builder. Mm-hmm. Right. Today, they're contractors. Today, yeah. he would yeah. have been considered a builder. Like, no, he would have no, he's been, he's he, still been a builder. Old school. He's or a, a builder. framer yeah. or a trim guy. He, he actually he built the house. There, yeah. So, 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 so for me, I consider seconds. myself a builder contractor because right, of the way you know I came both. up. Correct. You know both. A lot of guys are contractors these days. They ride around the F two fifty. They ride around in their and little loafers. Sa- and they're right. pointing. Right, 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 right. You need they're, to do bi- this. they're businessmen. They're running a. Tri- they're running a administrative function. They're Pretty not. Much. They're not slinging right, a hammer right, around. Right. How often do you have to sling a hammer? I don't anymore. Right. But I. But he I, I hires could, someone yeah, to do it. Right. I've you consi- did for yes. yeah, and that's okay. why I say right so now. So you can I've, tell someone how to swing the hammer. Oh no, absolutely. Right. Yeah, but, you can but, give me a set of plans right now, and I can frame a house. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you so want ha- to. Half, the, <laughs> half, the, half the contractors today don't know geometry, so they can't get a roof. Right. You know, they're like, wait, what? What do you mean? Cut right. Hit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, Which, I, how do you know as a contractor? When your subs are doing something wrong, if you don't actually codes. know how, no, to, how do to do it, codes. Because they wait for the inspector codes, to catch. Right, right. Yeah. Inspector. Where I can walk through with a can of orange paint and be like, and, and I can start marking stuff in the walls where we need bracing and we need you hangers. Know. Yeah, you correct. Can, yeah. Exactly. <gasps> so important. So, so important. Then, you, then you go back to say that question that you asked. How do you know which builder? Yeah. Do look up their history. Okay, so that's funny. very interesting. I think I'm good. Oh, good. Okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story and then we'll be done. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, my husband built this house in our last house and briefly had his contractor's license, but doesn't anymore. He's a trim carpenter, really. Like, he's he's a carpenter. He's a, If he's it a involves wood, he can do anything. I like the detail here. That's very he nice. He can do anything. I like that. He did that. Yeah. So, he, he did that. But, so, when we 
built this house. Mm-hmm. We put it on the parade of homes. And the the old little ladies from the local board of builders come over to the house to check it before, whatever, say hi. And, you know, he swings the hammer. Right. He laid this floor. Mm-hmm. He did this trim. Like, he mm-hmm. does the stuff. Took a lot of pride And, and you know what they yes. called him? I'm going to tell you this. This is what they called him. Oh, yes, I see. You're a boots in the mud builder. Yes. <laughs> boots yeah. in the mud builder. Boots in the mud. <laughs> the, the, Not, she says, you don't have a clean truck. Yeah, <laughs> like the shiny well, truck. My with truck the is clean. I'm sorry. At this point, my truck is clean. I can't you serve yeah. your time. You Presentation it. is yes. supposed to be a certain time. You earned it. You right, earned right. it. That's right. okay. Okay. Do you have a toast? Do you have someone um, you would like to, to to like cheers to? Not any, any anyone in particular. I didn't think about okay. that. Um, you know. You know who I thought you were gonna say is the guy who was your original mentor. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mentors are yeah. key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Cordell Castet. Okay. He was instrumental in um, my success in Lafayette. Love it. I have to say that. And how did you meet him? It was from another friend. Um, and you guys might know who Ricky Tucker is. That sounds familiar. He uh, started EXP in Lafayette. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, Ricky and I were friends. I, back in the day, I, I did some trim for Ricky. Ricky introduced me to Cordell. And then Cordell calls me back after the meeting was over. Say, hey, I need you back in my office. I said, hey, you want me to call Ricky? I didn't say that. You know, that was just Cordell. Right, you know? right. And so he pulls me in and, and he, he we jump in a suburban and he takes me to all his subdivisions he's developed. And he says, oh, see wow. this, these lots over here? Those are your lots. Mm. And you mm. were like, what? Yeah. And so so we- That's you, cool. I think that, you know, he built his business and, and he could appreciate the, the drive that I had. Yeah. And so when he died, it was devastating for me. Yeah. And so that's when I met, uh, you know, Brian Clement and uh, Bob Austin. So I got to toast these guys as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay good. Yeah. The people in the beginning. Yeah. yeah that so got key. you started. Yeah. Yep. Well, awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. This is a great this episode. Is so great. Yep. I have so many notes. You have so many notes. Yeah. We've learned so much today. Okay. Okay. Bye, everybody. All done. All right. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good-